And this, of course, is the sixth week of the six-week uh, uh, total business training and foundational training. And I'm excited that we're going to get into this. And there's a couple of things I want to cover. Uh, one is, obviously, uh, for those of you that are live the first time around, uh, I want to hear from you and uh, take any questions and that kind of thing. Obviously, in the course of us creating this program, we've done some things to give you a foundation. And But in doing that, I'm also modeling what it takes for you to create your own six-week class. And one of the things for you to kind of grasp with that is that you're going to have a foundation of lessons the lessons don't have to be perfect the first time out. These lessons haven't been perfect the first time out. Now, obviously, I hope that they have helped you and that they've given you the steps that you need. But what you're going to find is that any training you create, any training that I create, we're human, we're going to have, there's going to be little gaps. There's going to be something that we forget to put in or that we say we just choose not to put in. I mean, the truth of the matter is I've taught for over a 1,000 hours over the last 10 years and if I were to include every single thing that I've ever taught, this would be like a 300-hour class instead of a six-hour class. And then it, it becomes something that's harder to digest. Now, the, the drawback to not including all 300 hours, the advantage to not having all 300 hours is that hopefully I've given you the 80 or 90% that's critical foundation. The disadvantage to not doing a 300-hour class is that Obviously, there's going to be a few pieces where you're like, okay, you get to something and you want to have some individuality and you don't, you don't know how to do it. And so, obviously, here I am live to be able to answer some of those questions. But what's more important is that you have to be able long-term for yourself to be able to say, what changes do I need to make? And you have to be able to go in there and make those changes. I've been doing that for over 10 years now, folks, and every single week. There's something that goes wrong in the business, and if I quit every time something went wrong in the business or it took me a whole week to figure something out that I could ask somebody else in 10 minutes, I wouldn't have a business. And so it's critically important. And by the way, I want to let you know that I do have failure weeks. I have weeks where I wake up on Monday morning and something derails me at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I spend the entire week uh, you know, kind of fooling around with it. When I really should have found a better way to do it, I find myself – coming up on Friday and going, wow, what a waste of a week, and get a reset over the weekend, take some time off, start fresh Monday morning. You know, ideally, I start fresh on Tuesday morning, but there's weeks every so often. You know, I don't want to put a time frame in there, but I've had weeks just like you've had and you will have where you just come to Friday and you're like, wow, did I get sucked into something this week that I really should have uh, uh, not allowed it to sidetrack me. You know, there's a 20% chance those things happen on Monday, 20% chance they happen on Tuesday. And it, it may be a little higher on Monday because you're capturing disasters from Saturday and Sunday on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, if something derails your week on Wednesday, well, your week's 80% over anyway. Most of the work of your week is done. You don't lose much. But if it derails you on Monday, it's rough. And I just want to let you know that that happens. That does happen. But. In a normal course of events, if you're going to be successful on a most-of-the-time basis, you're going to have to dig in and say, what do I need to do to overcome this so that I can take my business to the next level? Because I don't have all the answers. Anybody else that you follow doesn't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. I don't have all of my own answers. I have to go digging and, and kind of find those answers. And sometimes we have to create our own answers. We just have to say, look, I don't care how everybody else is doing it. I'm going to do it this way. 
I don't care that other people say that we don't need this in the marketplace. I'm going to do it. I don't care that other people say that other that other people have tried and failed at what you're going to do. I'm going to do it because I believe in it. You know, everything that we see out there that's successful, almost everything that's been successful, is one of two things. Either somebody's done it before or somebody hasn't done it before. Most of the time, somebody's done it before and failed. The, the successful person figured out what they did wrong and uh, kind of innovated and made things right. The last thing that I want to give you along those lines is to say – that you don't necessarily, you know, sometimes you'll study the competition and you'll see what's going on, but you don't necessarily need to go in there and say, okay, well, they're doing 107 things, so I have to match them point by point. No, you can go in and say, you know what, these are the three important things that I think are important, and this is, this is how I'm going to run. And so in modeling this class, you're going to recognize that there's obviously some pieces here that that I've skipped, and intentionally so, because, again, we'd have a 300-hour class instead of a six-hour class. It wouldn't be concise anymore, and you wouldn't have that foundation in place. You've got to identify, hey, what, what's missing? What, what is not working? And, and say, what am I going to do to fix this and move forward? Okay? Now I want to talk about moving forward. Uh, and moving forward, moving forward is about taking a look at two things, number one, where you've been, and number two, where you want to go. Okay, so obviously when we move forward in our business, we've created one training program. Our business consists of one training program. We look towards the future and we say, you know, 100 weeks from now I'd like to have 100 training programs. Well, that means we're going to have to create one a week. Or if we say 100 months from now I want to have 100 training programs in a funnel so that somebody comes onto my list and every week for 100 weeks or – Every other week for 50 weeks, uh, folks are going to be able to get access to purchasing a training program or, or whatever the case is. You know, maybe you create a handful of training programs, you put a membership and a coaching program together, you know, whatever the case is, you have to decide what that is. You know, I don't want to seed your mind with this idea that it has to be 100, it can be 50, it can be 20, it can be three plus a membership, it can be three plus a membership plus a coaching program, it can be a small, medium, big, it can be lots of smalls, it can be a few mediums, it can be a couple of big, you know, whatever the case is, you have to decide how that's going to happen. But the good news is you don't have to decide today. You can decide every month or every week as you create a new training, what am I going to create next? And I'll tell you, folks, sometimes I create training and I have no idea what they're going to go in. But I have a responsibility pretty much every week unless I call in vacation or sick. I have a responsibility every week to show up for my weekly coaching call and teach for an hour. And so I have a choice. I can make those go towards a training program or I can teach them and compile them together as a training program in the future. But when I'm doing that that hour every sing, almost every single week for 50 weeks during the year, I'm going to create a guaranteed 50 hours or so of new content every year, and that's plus classes that I might do, that, you know, plus waking up and going, wow, I'm, thinking I'm just going to teach 90 minutes today on XYZ topic and put a price tag on it or put it together with something else or add it to an existing training program because it needs it or whatever the case is. The key is we've got to be consistent with our product creation. You, you see, here's the thing. If you're not consistent about something, you're not going to get the results that you want. You know, if you're trying to lose weight but you only diet once a week, you're probably not going to get where you want to go. If you're trying to combat a, a disease that can be solved with diet, so if you've given yourself one of the, the, the common 
first world diseases today by eating too much or too much sugar or too much fat or whatever the case is. You're not going to solve that by eating right once a week. You've got to be consistent week, day after day, meal after meal, day after day. Well, it's the same thing, you know, with relationships. You know, if you say, wow, I want to get along better with my wife or my husband, you can't say, I'm just going to do it once a week. I, I, you can't just do it. I'm going to do it when I wake up feeling good. You know, you, if you go three weeks without feeling good, you still got to be nice to the people around you. You still got to have boundaries with the people around you. You still got to be strong with the people around you. You still got to be submissive with the people around you. You still got to be humble with the people around you. You got to do all those things, whether you whether you feel like it or not. If there's an there's an issue of consistency. If you have a nine to five job, you know you don't you obviously you you get 15 sick days a year. But if you take them all the first month of the year, you don't have them the 11 or the other 11 months. So you're careful when you use them. So you got to go to work when you have sniffles. You have to go to work when you don't feel well. You have to go to work, and the boss says you got to be there at nine o'clock, and you can't clock out till five o'clock. You're there pretty much every day. It's a consistent habit. But if you only went to work when you felt like it, <laughs> chances are your boss would fire you. So what happens is when it comes to losing weight, we tend to be consistent if we're going to get results. We tend, you know, we say, "Well, I'm building a relationship." We tend to be consistent if we want to get results. If we've just got hired from our first job out of college. We want to be consistent. We come in early. We stay late. We go overboard. But then when it comes to our own business, we're not consistent. And the thing is, if in your business you're not consistent, you're going to get the same results that you would get from losing weight one day a week. You're going to get the same results as you get from eating salad one afternoon a week to be able to say, hey, I'm getting my greens for the week. No, actually, you're not. But, you know, same thing with relationships and the same thing with your job. You've got to be consistent. Well, the Internet business has to be consistent. If you're not creating something every day, you're probably not consistent. It's very hard to just create content once a week, Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday when you're first starting out. You need to be creating content every single day, probably for an hour or two, whether that's spoken content, whether that's writing emails, whether it's writing blog posts, whether it's writing content. And even if you don't know what it is that you're creating, if you just write a 1,000 words a day in 200 days, there's about 200 working days in the year. About, if you, at the end of one year, you'll have 200,000 words that you could make into blog posts, you could make into books, uh, all e-books, all kinds of things. You could record them, you could make them into videos, you could make them into training programs. There's all kinds of things that that you can do and that you're able to do if you're creating an hour's worth of content every morning, first thing. And why do I say first thing? Because here's what happens. Is if we turn on social media first thing, we wake up in the morning and we're fresh. I don't know about you. I have my cup of coffee. I'm fresh. I have ideas, the ideas I thought about 2 a.m. in the morning and 4 a.m. in the morning. And I've got these ideas, the ideas that I thought about last night. I'm excited. But if I spend an hour in social media, what happens is I'm being reactive in social media. Uh, I was thinking about writing an email today. I didn't write it because I sent something else out to my list. I was thinking about writing an email, and I was going to title it, Are You a Consumer or a Producer? Here's the thing. When most people go into social media, they spend 59 of the 60 minutes being a consumer, just consuming what everybody else does, and knee-jerk reacting. Oh, nice post. Oh, cute dress. Oh, good meal. Oh, 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 oh. You're, you're reacting. 59 minutes of every 60 on social media, you're reacting, and you're actually producing your own post for one minute. What if we change that around? The problem is that your mind gets into a reactive mode 
And when your mind is in a reactive mode, it can no longer produce. Your mind cannot consume and produce at the same time. No matter how smart you think you are, no matter how sharp you think you are, no matter how educated you think you are, no matter how old and wise you think you are, you can't do both at the same time. You may, you might be able to multitask even though the experts say you can't, but if you believe you can, fine. You know, we can feed that belief, but you cannot consume and produce at the same time. So right now I am producing, I am not consuming. I open the call up for questions and answers. I'm going to consume your question for a little bit, but once you quit talking and I begin producing, I'm only producing. You know, and, and sometimes you'll hear me on a coaching call and I'll be explaining to somebody and they'll interrupt me to tell me how they've done everything that I'm telling them to do and or why they have not done it the way that I'm suggesting that they do it. And a lot of times I just quit giving them more advice on that topic. They've only gotten one of five points because I have now gone from being a producer to being a consumer, and I know that if I continue to consume, especially things that are along the lines of, of, of excuses and reasons why and all of that, I'm not going to be a good producer for the next client that comes on. You only have so much production in you every single day, but the consumption that you do eats away at production. So if you spend the first hour of your day consuming social media, and then you spend the second hour of your day consuming email. When you're reading, they say that you are what you eat and you become the company that you keep. Well, email is company. And that means that if you spend an hour of your day consuming 18 people griping and requesting things from you before you work, you are no longer for that day able to go out there and be a positive producer, you have allowed email to negatively impact your mind so that you're no longer able to be a positive producer. And if you do produce, it's going to be negative. If you do produce every five minutes, you ever notice that if you don't open up email, you can work solid for two hours. But once you open up email, even once you clean your box out, every five minutes while you're working, you're like, I wonder if one more email is in there. I wonder if one more email is in there. I wonder if, and, and every five minutes you go check to see if there's an email or you go check social media to see if there's a new post. But if you don't turn on social media and you don't turn on email, that doesn't happen because you know that there's a hundred emails in there. Who cares if there's one more? Now it's just 101. I'm ignoring them for the first two hours of my day. And I hope that you're beginning to see how important this is to continuing because here's why, folks. For these last six weeks, You've had this expectation, kind of like when you go to college, you got to turn in homework once a week, and you got to show up for midterms, you got to study for midterms. You've had midterms six times, and my guess is that 50% of you have done at least 50% of the work the Wednesday night or the Tuesday night before our call. That's what I find on, on most of my classes is something like 50% of the people do 50% of the work the night before. Why? Because there's a deadline. And it's not because you're bad or anything. I do the same thing. I operate with deadlines. And that's why when you operate with deadlines, you're so much more uh, uh, successful. So here's what's going to happen. You've been productive for six weeks. You know, whether you've groused a little bit about a missing step or something, you've been productive for six weeks. Here's what's going to happen if you don't find a way to make that production continue. If you don't give yourself accountability, if you don't give yourself deadlines, You'll go back to this pattern of taking six months to do what you're able to do in this class in one week. And it's not, it's not because I'm special. Anybody could do it. 
but the, the, the thing is, it's like a final exam. It's like a midterm. It's like turning the thesis in on a certain day because if you turn it in one day late, you're going to get a one-grade deduction. You know, if you get a B on the work, you get a C because it's one day late. But it's the same exact thing here. You've got to make that happen in your business. And the easiest way to make that happen in your business is to be consistent with a daily schedule. The first thing on your daily schedule should be production, should be production-oriented, should be creating content for an hour or two. And then everything else during the day, if you want it to be reactive, it can be. You can send emails to people. You can send production out of what you created. Let's say you recorded for an hour. You can extract five minutes of that and make it a YouTube video. Let's say you wrote for an hour and you did 2,000 words. You can extract 300 of that and make it your email and then put the rest into the book that you're writing. But I believe the first hour or two should be completely productive. Then the next hour or two is structured work for your business, whether that's, you know, driving traffic, making videos, uh, posting videos, uh, buying traffic, uh, whatever the case is, creating additional lessons, you know, doing the, 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 the fluffy work that goes along with creating, you know, you create for an hour or two, but then it has to be fluffed up so that it looks presentable on a download page. So the, the last, you know, the next two or three uh, hour, two and a half to three and a half could be for fluff work. Okay? And then after that, you can choose to become reactive or, better yet, only be reactive two days a week. So if you only open email two days a week and uh, you only uh, – so you only open email two days a week, you only look at social media two days a week, you'll find that the days that you don't open email, even at the end of the day, you're more fresh the next morning. Sure, there's 200 emails in there, but after a while, your inbox gets so full that you're like, well, who really cares? And as soon as you can hit that tipping point where you're like, who really cares? All of a sudden you become much more productive because you're not, you're not fighting this urge to see what's going on in there. I find it takes me about three days, three days of just ignoring the inbox for it to just be no, it's just background noise. It's like, who cares? It's, who cares? We can reset the clock when I get back in there. It's just no big deal. It's really no big deal. And here's the thing, folks. I genuinely believe that if you do not put a consistent schedule into your life, you're not going to be able to get what you want out of your online business. Just like if you don't have a consistent schedule with the eating, you don't have a consistent schedule with relationships, you don't have a consistent schedule with your nine-to-five, you're not going to get the results that you want to get out of that time Well, it's the same thing working for yourself, but dare I say it's more important to have the structure when you're working for yourself. And here's why. Because when you look at things like health, other people are able to help self-monitor that. You know, if if you're not eating right or you're, you're beginning to have, if you have relationship problems, other people are able to say, look, you've been short every day lately. What's going on? Or you've gained 20 pounds. Other people look at you and go, hey, can't button your jeans anymore, right? They're able to hold you accountable. Or if you're late every day to work, your boss says, hey, you know what? If you're late, 45 minutes late, more than a couple times in the next month, I'm going to write you up. And, and so there's this feedback. But for your business, there's no feedback. There's nobody in your business saying, look, yeah, you put 20 pounds back on. There's nobody in your business saying, look, you're being short with people. There's nobody in your business saying, look, you're showing up 45 minutes late because it's all you. And I'll tell you, folks, I believe that this is one reason that some 
that a very small percentage of people are able to take control and be successful in their online business, more so than jobs. I mean, most of the time, if, if you get hired for a job and you're trainable and you, you're willing to take the classes where they say, okay, learn how to do this, most people can, can do the work and keep a job. No matter how hard the job is, most people can learn. You can learn to do almost anything. You could go back to school and learn to do almost anything. So why do 90% of people that learn to be dentists be dentists? 90% of people that learn to be lawyers stay lawyers. 90% of people that learn to become veterinarians are veterinarians. But 90% of the people who start an online business fail. I believe that this is one of the reasons right here because in the online business, there's no feedback mechanism that says, look, John, you showed up 45 minutes late to work. Because I can guarantee if you're showing up 45 minutes late to your online business every day, you're going to get the same results that you would at work if you were 45 minutes late. That's bottom line. So you've got to have, I believe, you've got to have a schedule and you've got to stick to it. And I'll tell you, some of the times that I've been most productive in my working, my online working experiences, those times when I've had a working schedule where I say at 8 o'clock I'm going to go to work no matter what's going on. If there's problems in the house, I'm going to work. If if my stomach hurts, I'm going to work. If I don't feel well, I'm going to work. If I'm grumpy today, I'm going to work. If I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm going to work. If I woke up late, I'm going to work. If my wife woke up late, I'm going to work. It doesn't make any difference what the externals are. There's this schedule, and then when I get to work, I'm working on content for an hour or two, then I'm working on structure uh, and fluffy things for an hour or two, and then maybe I'm evaluating and saying what's missing, and then finally getting to things like email and social media. And when I keep that kind of schedule, I'm most productive. And it's easy to be diluted because there's a difference between most productive over time and most productive in a flash. I'm actually most productive in a flash if I haven't worked for a few days. So if I haven't worked for a few days and I happen to find myself sitting on a bench under a tree daydreaming and all of a sudden I get a great idea and I go, oh, wow, that's a great idea, and I pull out the computer and I type for an hour or two, that's going to be really inspiring stuff. It's going to be really inspired. It's going to be powerful. The problem is you can't build a consistent business in flashes. The flashes are great, but the, you get your real work done on a regular and consistent basis. And until you make that regular and consistent thing happen, you're not going to get regular and consistent results. Now, if your creativity has gone, your innovation has gone, if you need a few days off, take the time off so that you can get those flashes of insight. But once you have the flash of insight, you must have the dedication and commitment and the structure to go back to work. This is extremely important, folks. And I know that you know, as you're hearing it, you may be thinking, well, this doesn't have anything to do with I am business. And, of course, that's this is, you know, over the course of the last five weeks, I've given you the foundation for you to be able to work with. But if you don't get this piece right, you won't be able to keep it up. If you don't get this piece right, you will not enter the ranks of the 10% that fully get it. And you see, you can make it 11% or 12%. You can make yourself a 100%er just by doing these things. But if that structure's not in place, you're not going to be able to get uh, where you want to go. And here's the thing, folks. Sometimes folks, you know, will ask me, okay, well, how do I become more productive? Or, you know, how do I become more focused? This is one of the big things. You see, focus can't just happen in a flash. Focus has to happen every day. 
and to help you be more consistent about focus, you simply have a schedule. You know, imagine if you ate breakfast whenever you felt like it and you had lunch whenever you feel like it and you have ice cream whenever you feel like it. You know, you'd have ice cream for breakfast and breakfast for dinner and, you know, after a while you wouldn't feel so good anymore. That's how your business is when you allow it to be run by flashes of inspiration. Instead, you must have the discipline and the dedication to go the extra mile. So what I want to do um, now is recommend two books that I believe will help you with this. So obviously, I could teach for hours on it. You'd, you'd hang up. You'd be bored. I've given you kind of the 18-minute, boil it all down. Here's the concise, be consistent. So if you want to learn more about consistency and why it's important, read and consume the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Next, if you need accountability to put the compound effect into place, read Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith. Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith. And I'd read them in that order. Read them only if your intent you know, don't read them for pleasure and say, ah, see if it works. Read The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy if you want to be con- become consistent in your business. And once you're, you decide you're going to be consistent in your business and you've studied that, then read Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith only if you want to say, how am I going to have accountability to myself or with somebody else to put this into place? So you put those two things in that order and in that way, and you'll be able to go to the next level. Building your Internet business is about the long term, not the short term. We have to be able to sacrifice the short term to get to the long term. Long term is built by building on multiple moments of short term. So long term is built on multiple moments of short term. So if you build your business on five flashes of inspiration over the course of the year, at the end of the year, your business is going to be five flashes of inspiration. But every single day you commit to creating every day, at the end of the year, you'll have 200 pieces of inspiration at the end of the year. And so your business will be 200 pieces at the end of the year because you were consistent instead of five quick flashes of inspiration. I want to repeat that. Your long-term is built up of short-term moments. Your long-term is the result and the accumulation of multiple short-term effects. The things that you do in the short-term every day are additive in nature and add up to your long-term. And so in order for you to have the focus that you want to have, I believe that you've got to add together all of those short-term moments and pre-look at them from the pre-point and say, what do I want my long-term to look like? So what short-term steps do I need to take to make the long-term happen? Here's the thing. The future is going to come and go whether you're ready for it or not. A year from now is going to come and go, and it is going to be built up of the short-term things that you do every day between now and then. Now, you can allow those things to randomly occur so that you can have 365 random days over the next year, and at the end of the year, when you look back, you will have a random collection of things that you've accomplished. Or you can say, I have 365 days, I have 220 working days, I have 220 working days, 
this is what I'm going to do during those 220 working days such that instead of having a random collection of accomplishments at the end of one year, I have a dictated set of accomplishments based on the short-term things, the 220 short-term things that I did that all add up to a long-term determined result. Hey, folks, I've given this to you. I've given to you in its conciseness. Obviously, if I gave you tons of details, we could take, spend a lot more time on this, but then you begin to focus on the details. Instead, if you'll focus on whatever it takes to get to the place that you can build these short-term things so that they add up to long-term, that's where your focus comes in. That's where focus comes in. Because when you have these short-term things that you are predetermining that you want to work on, you can wake up each morning and you can say, this is next, this is next, this is next. And you're going to be able to determine where you are moving towards. Now, obviously, we have... Uh, random things come up. We have crises that come up. We have changes of mind. We have changes of direction. We have changes of inspiration. Uh, we're, we're given impressions. There's all kinds of things that may happen, and, and they change our directory. They, they change our direction. They change our trajectory, and we no longer say, okay, well, that was the goal yesterday. We are going to make some adjustments, and now we're going to work on this. So we're not saying that we're going to set out 220 days and we're not going to be open to suggestion. We're not going to be open to inspiration. We're not going to be open to directions from above or anything like that. But we're not going to wake up every day and just do some random walk. We're not just going to wake up every day and go, I just wonder what I'm going to do today. And, well, until I get a flash of inspiration, I'm not doing anything. And that's, I believe that's a very, very, very dangerous place to be. Okay, so how do we wrap all this up? Obviously, you've got the foundation to your business now. The next step is creating this schedule that you can use every single working day so that you have a creation time, you have a structured time, you have a fluff time, you have a responsive time, and all of those things fit into where that they belong. They're all focused under an umbrella goal that you leave your mind on and you are going to have short-term goals that add up to long-term goals, and you're going to implement those short-term goals because you're going to have the discipline and the willpower each day to do those things because you know that today is going to come and go whether you do any work or not. The next year is going to come and go whether you have a random collection of perhaps even failed projects or if you have 220 days that all add up to a project that is completed at the end of that uh, time period. And so at this point, I'm going to kind of wrap up the official training right here. I'm going to wrap up the official training and say, you have the pieces. Are you going to have to fill in a little detail here and there? Yes, absolutely, because you're customizing your business to your preference. You know, we've talked a little bit, I think, about this idea. Or I obviously talk about I don't know that I've talked about every bit of it here. This idea that, that building your personalized business is not going to be the result of following seven uh, fixable steps. Instead, it's going to be you evaluating the steps that are possible. I've given you a strong foundation here, but you making a decision about what you want your business to look like one year from now, seven years from now, ten years from now, and then taking the steps each day that move you in that direction. Once again, I want to reiterate, you can change that. You get a word from above. You get a word from inspiration. 
you know, if you if you just say, wow, this isn't going to work, I don't like to do this anymore. There's all kinds of different reasons why you can change that trajectory. But every single day when you wake up, you have a direction in which you're moving, and then maybe you can be open to what you're going to create today. You're open to what you're going to work on today. But what what is not open on a normal and regular basis is saying, I'm just going to sit around and just wait for a flash of inspiration because when you're not doing consistent work, those things don't happen. So I encourage you to take everything that I've given you, assimilate it into yourself, and then make it happen, folks, because if it's, what do they say? If it's going to happen, you are going to have to be the catalyst that makes it happen if it's going to happen in your life. Because if it's going to happen and you're not the catalyst, it's going to happen on somebody else's watch. It's going to happen in somebody else's life. You want it to happen in your life. You're the one that is going to have to take those daily actions that add up to lifetime results.